focus in the coming year more on bringing joy to our students' lives and also to our own. Let's embrace those strategies that give us a break and make teaching and the facilitation of learning not just fun for kids, but for us too. Hello and welcome to Blooming Curious, the podcast that's all about nurturing that natural curiosity in our early years, kids and students. I'm Edwina, your host from the Ed's Lessons blog, a passionate advocate for play and inquiry and on a mission to keep children curious and questioning. The days of talk and chalk are over. We're diving into the world of integrated, inquiry and nature-based learning and exploring the strategies that create lifelong learners. So if you're a classroom or homeschool educator or even a curious parent, then this is the place for you. Happy Christmas, everyone. I hope you enjoyed your celebrations and traditions yesterday. I know I certainly did, having the whole family around. But today we're going to reflect on what was and what could be as we plan for the next teaching cycle. Have you ever taken a moment, or do you ever do this, to consider the impact your actions have on those around you, especially on the children you teach and care for? Do you ever wonder about the direction of your life and whether what you're doing has any meaning? I must say that these are the things that I think about a lot and they bother me. And I think about them often. Am I doing enough or not enough? Have I actually contributed something positive to someone's life? Am I actually doing myself any good? And very often I think not. And then the end of the year comes around and we have just experienced and I get cards from kids that say, thank you, you've been the best teacher ever. You're one of the best teachers I've ever had. I miss you when I'm not there, etc., etc. And then I think, oh, geez, golly, what I do really does make a difference. And you know, we can't touch the lives of everyone we meet or teach. But I think as long as we touch the lives of some, then we can look back and say, we made a difference in someone's life. And that's really pretty cool. I recently heard someone say, when you meet someone, it might be the only time ever you have to make an impact on their life. So we really do need to be aware of our actions and our words on other people. And so I want to say that, yes, some of us spend a lot of time in our heads and others perhaps not so much and perhaps not enough. But the world needs more curious people who embrace learning People who embrace thinking and wondering and questioning because this is the way we improve our own lives and the lives of those around us. And we can't just be these people with blank expressions and nothing behind the eyes and they just go you know, through the motions every single day. We need to stop and think, is what I'm doing good enough? Am I happy, really truly happy doing what I'm doing, or doing the same thing over and over again. And this is really the reason why I started my blog, Ed's Lessons, and this podcast, so that I can have greater impact, to teach more people, so that more children can hopefully be taught and raised in a way that celebrates curiosity and wondering and questioning, so that we don't simply just accept things blindly and just sit there, but actually take the time to say, hang on a minute. How can this be? And is this the way we make a positive impact on others' lives? So as we come to the close of 2023, I encourage you to start pondering how you as an educator truly impacts the lives of children in your care. 
Did you give them this past year opportunities to wander? Did you give them opportunities to express themselves in some form or other that was truly individual and unique to them? Did you provide opportunities for them to have some choice and agency in how they learn? And what about you? Did you grow? Are you going to do the same things next year as you did that past year's? Or were you going to challenge yourself this coming year to try something a little different, to take a bit of a risk, to have a go and get a little uncomfortable, just the same way we want our kids to do? We cannot grow or learn without some discomfort. We all know how challenging learning something new can be, but also how rewarding it is. You know, since starting the blog, Ed's Lessons, and now this podcast and simultaneously teaching, my learning curve has seriously been vertical. I've had to become acquainted with new ways of doing things and learning all about digital entrepreneurship, and it's pretty daunting, and it's full on, but it's also kind of exciting. And even when I just get one email or one positive message, it makes my day and I think, yep, it's all going to be worth it eventually, hopefully before I die or before I turn 60, which is, by the way, not too far away. You know how kids have the internet at, the finger, at their fingertips? They can find out anything they want. They really don't need us to give them information anymore, but they do need us to teach them how to sift through the information and how to ask good questions and how to find the answers to those questions and how to present their knowledge in ways that show their own growth and understanding and, of course, how to apply what they learn to new learning. So I want to tell you a story about one of my students. Let's call him G. Now, G really struggled and still does to some extent with expressive language and reading and writing. G really found school difficult. And of course, school is not a fun place. Actually, learning is not fun. When you see other kids around you reading and you're still struggling identifying and reading single words. And I remember the first few weeks um, in year two, G was not a happy chappy. He stood at the door each morning clinging to his mum, tears running down his cheeks. It broke my heart. But by the second or third week, I can't remember now exactly, I told the students that we're going to be spending two days every week doing, um, doing investigation. It's going to be every Thursday and Friday. And I explained the process and I put up all my learning intentions on the board. And I told them they could learn about anything they wanted and present it and in any way they liked, as long as it met our learning intentions. Smiles erupted all around. Kids chatted eagerly about what they wanted to learn more about. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole process here. That's for another day. But you can download my new e-guide that's all about getting started with inquiry by going to resources.edslessons.com forward slash inquiry 101. I'll put a link in the show notes. Anyway, to carry on, Thursday rolled along and I presented the lesson and I walked the students through the process and the steps they need to take and also gave them the option to work in small groups if they so wished. Now, little G loved sharks. And of course, somehow or other, it met our learning intentions. And so I scaffolded and helped him find out more about the specific shark he wanted to study because I wanted him to experience joy in his learning. We watched videos about the topic instead of reading. And I took some simple notes for him. But interestingly enough, he remembered all the details. Once he had gathered the details, 
I asked him how he wanted to present his learning and he decided on a slideshow with images and then he recorded his voice instead of writing. And he was able to re-record parts where he made mistakes as many times as he wanted until he was happy with the final product, which he presented to the class. Now, as soon as we started investigation time, little G's tears dried up. He started coming to class with a spring in his step and a smile on his dial. This whole inquiry experience made all the difference to his learning and his attitude towards school. Of course, reading and writing were still challenging, but it, he looked forward to Thursdays and Fridays. And somehow he realized that all the other work that he was doing and the stuff that he was learning was also benefiting his inquiry, the whole process of inquiry. And I have so many stories like this, I can't tell you. And even gifted kids feel such a sense of personal accomplishment because they're working on their own projects. They don't have to wait for the others to catch up. They're working at their own pace or with um, a, a, a friend who's at the same stage as they are. And they really appreciate this experience. And so for next year, I invite you to join me in embracing a brand new challenge. Let's not be so hung up about sticking to curriculum programs because let's focus more on the strategies like inquiry that really excite children and give them ownership over their learning. Inquiry is such an exciting way for kids to learn. Don't worry, it's not about throwing out explicit instruction. Kids still need explicit instruction to learn all those mathematical concepts and phonics and, and spelling rules and how to construct sentences and also the skills of inquiry. Inquiry runs in tandem with your explicit instruction lessons. And by the way, the better you know your curriculum, the easier it is to integrate inquiry into your lessons. But let's Let's focus in the coming year more on bringing joy to our students' lives and also to our own. Let's embrace those strategies that give us a break and make teaching and the facilitation of learning not just fun for kids, but for us too. And with that, the challenge for the rest of the holidays is for you and me to just ponder and wonder and think about how we want to make a difference in the lives of the kids we teach. Are we just going to give them more worksheets? Because I swear, I do not remember anything I learned about at school when I was filling in worksheets. I remember the things that I did, the doing. And I'm telling you now, the kids now also remember the things they do. They do not remember a thing about those worksheets that they fill in day after day. So we've got to think about how do we want to impact their learning, their curiosity? And how do we also want to make a difference in our own lives as educators? And it all starts with listening to podcasts, just like this one, and reading inspirational books that can help us on our journey and create a mind shift for ourselves. Now, I've written a blog post where I list my top inspirational resources, all for educators. So take a look at that in the show notes below, or just go to edslessons.com or to bloomingcurious.com for the latest post. Full disclosure, I am an affiliate for Booktopia and will receive a small commission at no extra cost to you if you decide to buy any of the books I recommend through my link. And with that, my friends, my New Year's wish for you is that you will give inquiry a go. I'm right here if you need me. Just send me an email or DM. My contact details are in the show notes below. 
I know how overwhelming and scary it can be to try something new, especially in a classroom where you're herding a thousand cats. But I can take you step by step through the process until you feel comfortable and confident. So if this is something you would be interested in learning, how to easily start inquiry learning with your students this coming year, then email me at contact at edslessons.com and just say, I need help with inquiry. And so next week is 2024. That's unreal. That's the year that my son is going to turn 24. Gee whiz. We'll start the new year with a series which I'm going to be calling Getting Started. So the Getting Started series, which starts next Tuesday. So look out for that. And finally, won't you please share this episode with someone you think might find it useful? And if you enjoyed it, consider subscribing and leaving a review. Thanks so much. So I'll catch you next Tuesday. And until then, don't forget to wander and stay blooming curious.